You take an ancient dinosaur god and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with NBN Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, king of the casters. I'm your host, MB Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper won't get in his cage. Get in your cage. Get in. Get in. He's a dog. That's important for context. Although I, this bit, this comedic bit we're doing makes me sound like a real dick to the dog. But it's a comedic bit, and we're continuing with it. And I'm the more dickish of the two of us. So, this is Podzilla King of the Casters, where we review uh, kaiju media, uh, mostly Godzilla films. Uh, I feel like we haven't stated the premise of the show in a while, uh, but, you know, that's the premise. Uh, that's what we're all here to do. That's what we do here. Uh, we, we watch kaiju movies. That is what we do. Yes. And we watched a kaiju movie today. We did. Uh, we watched Godzilla... Versus King Ghidorah, 1991. Yes. Not the not the one from the Showa era. We're in the Heizai era. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, usually I do a rant here, but I don't really have any rant material. I, I mean, I could try. Uh, do you think Shrek would like Greg Heffley? That's possible rant material. I'm out of sorts, folks. <laughs> I can't always be your perfect little rant machine. You can't, like... Well, you can't turn me on. But you can't turn me on, like, in a robotic way to do my purposes here. Uh, also, it'd be really improper to send us material to turn me on. That Don't send porn. Please don't. Brandon's mom checks his email. <laughs> and, and that's our shared email account for the podcast. King of the casters at gmail.com. Where you should not send us pornography. You sound like you want you want them to do that. No, don't, don't. Brandon's mom checks it. She checks she wants to make sure her good Christian boy is uh, <laughs> is keeping to his values. Oh my goodness. So we saw Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, 1991, and uh, we have some thoughts about it. We can start with our general thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you want to start or should I? I can start. Um, okay. I thought this was quite an enjoyable time. I think Biollante was better, but this was pretty good too. Yes, I do think I really liked this one. It was a bit too convoluted for me. Once you add in time travel. <laughs> yeah, it was a... You know what? We're doing this episode with tenant rules. We're doing tenant rules for this no. episode. What's tenant rules? Let's start with make it gritty. No. Okay. Uh, Wait, actually, so. we got to start with... Brandon, what's next week's episode? <laughs> We're doing tenant rules because it's a time travel episode. We have not planned this... But I MC and usher us through segments. So, Ben, what's next week's episode? So, next week's episode is going to be, I think it's called, 
Is it like Frankenstein Conquers the World? It is. We are starting on our Halloween episodes. Ooh, uh, spooky With the time. two kaiju fr- Frankenstein films. Starting with Frankenstein Conquers the World. Uh, yes. Now. It's going to be spooktacular. Now, how can people contact us, Brandon? <laughs> what are they doing with this? Uh, so, you can contact us again with our email is... Uh, King of the Casters at gmail.com. For the first time, I can say this. Our Twitter is at Podzilla K O T C. He found out how to fix it, folks. <laughs> he found out how to fix it. The bit is the bit is over. You don't you don't need to wonder what C stands for anymore because it stands for Casters, King of the Casters. Yeah, bada bing. Pirates of the Caribbean. Podzilla Pirates of the Caribbean. I know it's not, but I'm so afraid that's a slur. <laughs> it's not. Why would it be a slur? Pirates. <laughs> it's the K. It's the hard start. All right. So now we're going to make it gritty. Uh, <laughs> so okay. what creatures do we want to make? It cre- we, we can't really do Mecha Ghidorah because it's kind of self-explanatory. Just... Ghidorah's a robot now. Have some fucking fun with that, Millie Bobby Brown. I did love the con... Uh, we could do Gorosaurus, the uh, Godzilla's pre... Yeah. Pre-nuclear transition form. Uh, yes. So, uh, so, ooh, I have one, I have one. So, All right, Gorosaurus. Yeah. So, yes, so in this movie, it has shown that before Godzilla became Godzilla, they were like a, like a mutated big old T-Rex looking thing. And that was before the nuclear tests that were got done that made Godzilla the kaiju we know and love today. So, Gorosaurus, it was a really interesting part in the movie where Gorosaurus was, like, fucking doing World War II shit. Yeah. I feel like you can really lean into that and do a Godzilla prequel movie. But hear, hear me out here. I'll raise you one. World War One. World War One Godzilla. Where it's because I know Japan was in the first world war around there, and you could have this big unoccupied island, and it's kind of like a war thriller. And then you reveal in the second act there's a fucking dinosaur on this island. <laughs> like, you could see because the thing is, you don't have to call this a Godzilla movie, you can keep that secret. Like, it's a 10 call this a fucking cloverfield movie <laughs> for all you care it's cloverfield exactly for all fun, for all you know it's some weird cloverfield creature and like they're on the island and it's a usual war theory you know it could follow um, i don't know it could follow on a russian soldiers or something when it was back in the fucking czar days about like trying to take over this japanese island or something some force is trying to take over japanese island and then there's like rumors of the locals about like don't fucking go into that cave, like stay off that island. And then boom, you get like a rated R, like gritty war Godzilla, like fucking dinosaur movie. And then at the end, you can kind of just imply about that becoming Godzilla at the end. Yeah. I like it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Oh my goodness. I got it. Okay. The finale of the movie, the finale of this movie is, do you know, like in certain islands, there's like, you know, small, pre kind of industrial like like uh japanese towns where yeah. it's like with all the you know it was like tokyo in world war Two is all the paper i don't remember the name of the buildings and stuff the conclude the finale of this movie 
is Gorosaurus destroying a small town. Ooh, I like that. And it's like a precursor. It's like, oh shit. And you can kind of like reference some imagery of the original Godzilla. I, I really like that. Yeah. yeah. So, my pitch. Yes. I think I'm going to model this after the most successful monster prequel movie of all time. Monsters University. In which... There's not we, many. We, we, I'll give you that. There's not many to pick. But. In which we know what these characters, these wacky characters are like in their adult life. But what were they like in college? <laughs> Follow the skinny, nerdy Gorosaurus. <laughs> And his be- and his best friend and his best friend Geary, uh, that that's Angiris. Uh, nice, yes. As so, imagine- as he tries to beat up the as he tries to beat up the uh, the local jock King Ghidorah, <laughs> whose dad owns the used car dealership. Uh, in order to win the love of Mothra, the <laughs> cutest girl in school. <laughs> King Ghidorah plays three sports and he has three jerseys on his neck. <laughs> and um Jet Jaguars, the uh the helpful science teacher who really just wants Gorosaurus to believe in himself <laughs> and get him into STEM clubs. Yes. And I can imagine one scene where it's it's the teen and Garrison Godzilla and they're like it's a it's a Mike it's a Mike Wazowski Sully situation. Yeah. And they're they're told like, listen, kids, buildings are for being built, not destroyed. Yeah. And then the big conclusion of this film is that buildings can be destroyed, yeah. and it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, like the stoners under the bleachers are the mutos. There's no, there's no way to fight it. The mutos are just stoners under the bleachers, and. Fucking Rodan's their dealer, you know it. Rodan's no Rodan's King Ghidorah's LaFu. <laughs> I is I think I don't even think that's just in general I don't think that's just like the rules for this movie. I think in general, Rodan <laughs> is a LaFu to, to King Ghidorah. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, get him, buddy. Get him, boss. Yeah. No one sparks like Ghidorah. Has three heads like Ghidorah. Eats twice, three times as many eggs as Ghidorah. <laughs> I'm especially good at having no arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. So, um, so that is my pitch. Uh, in for uh, Godzilla Five: The College Years. <laughs> nice. It start. It, oh, wait, I gotta give the opening scene. Okay. It's so Millie Bobby Brown, Mil- Milford <laughs> Roberta Brown. Yeah. Is <laughs> she's <laughs> she's just like. Poking around got some Godzilla memorabilia and stuff that she has when she act after like a fight with Godzilla where he like roared at her and she was like, ah, you're being a dick. And he, I don't understand you, Godzilla. And you while can she, never understand my college troubles. And, and while she's going <laughs> through his stuff. You don't understand Godzilla, what it's like to be a 
college student. And as she's going through his stuff, she finds his yearbook for for Kaige Yu. You thought of that before we started. No, I just came up with that right now. Kaige Yu. And in it she sees she goes back to a picture of Gorosaurus with the big like coke bottle glasses on (laughs) and a bad haircut and she goes wow Godzilla was a nerd in college (laughs) and that's where the movie starts baby (laughs) alright so uh, alright so now as is tradition as is tradition we now go through the plot of the of the movie. Yep. Because we're tenanting and it hurts my head as it much does. as less than tenant did, but still a lot. If you uh, wanted to listen to this episode in the usual format, just reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the plot of Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, 1991. Yes. We open up uh, like most movies do. Most movies open up on stuff. Uh, 2200 AD. Yeah, we open up on 2402. Yeah, I thought it was 2202. I think it was 24. Because... 23rd century. So 2402. Well, no, 23rd... No, we're living in the 21st century, which is the 2000s. So the 23rd century would be the 2200s. No, because it's one more. What? 2000s? No, 21st? No, the... We are currently living in the 21st century. Yeah, but that would be... We are in the 2000s. If you're going by your math, then we'd be in the 20th century, which we're not. No, no, no. Like, you add one more to the century number. So we're at... Yes. Yeah, so century... We're at century zero of the second millennia. So 21. No, no, no. So if it's so 2200, it, it's the 23rd century. Oh, fuck, you're right. Fuck. Yeah. Tenet, no! <laughs> Tenet broke Nolan's brain. What if I what if tenets like actually understandable and I'm just dumb? What if that's <laughs> what if, what's going what if on? I watch Tenet and I'm like, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't see what it's about? Come on. Yeah. Come on. All right. So go watch your go watch your simple and net and let me keep the tenet. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I only watch real films like Clifford. <laughs> oh god. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, oh. yeah, so plot of the movie yeah, starts so we start in the, in the way way future with whatever century that may be. Twenty uh, third. You don't admit it's twenty third. <laughs> and a submarine is looking at. Oh God! Another James Cameron uh, tie. It's pretty much the opening scene of Titanic. Shit, you're right. But that was before. That this was before yeah. Titanic. Yeah, it was before Titanic and before T2. I think James Cameron took a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot... Well, I just want to get into in the plot. There's a lot of similarities to... James Cameron, James Cameron films. Cameron. Yeah. Yeah, in the same way... In the same way that there were a lot of Spielberg tie-ins in Bialanti, there's, there's a lot of James Cameron tie-ins here. Uh, which I'll mark... I'll, I'll mark by saying ding every time we get to one. All right. In true cinematic sins fashion. Oh, oh the pain. Okay, so yeah, so we start in the way, way future uh, where a submarine is looking at the dead remnants 
of the story of from a the time period the movie's primarily gonna take place in. Mm. Ding, uh, Titanic, uh, and it's a uh, it's King Ghidorah's corpse. Uh, with one head missing, and they're mm-hmm. explaining that he lost it in a fight with Godzilla. Yes. We then cut to 1992, where a U- what we at first think is a UFO uh, is coming in, and the uh, but they're actually time travelers. They are. They're humans that have traveled from the the future. Yes. Uh, and. Uh, so, they're humans that have traveled from the future to stop Godzilla from existing because Godzilla destroys Japan, or so we think, in the future. Yeah. That is the initial lie. Yes, is that we gotta yeah. stop Godzilla because then destroy Japan. And keep in mind, the important thing is that there's like three main guys. One of them is a robot. Yeah. One of them is... Looks like one of the guys in the Three Stooges, yeah. the red-haired one. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and the third one is a Japanese woman. And the reason that makes sense, that one is important because... Oh, there are four, because there's also the guy who looks like Chuck from Breaking Bad. Okay, so there's four of them. There's uh, a Japanese woman who like, says she's from like, the Japanese embassy in the future or whatever. And there's three honkies. <laughs> <laughs> Triple honkies. And, like, believe me, this comes up. This is important. And they speak... Perfect Japanese. Perfect. Yes. Like, and what, they speak perfectly the language of a culture that in their world has been dead for a hundred years. So. Yes. Uh, so. What the fuck was I going to say? Uh, the plot. The plot is convoluted again, which is why we're doing tenant rules uh, here. But yeah, so uh, the, the main character is a guy who's. Who is friends with a CEO who, uh... He's a writer. He's a writer, and he's friends with the CEO who, uh... Who told him that Godzilla, before Godzilla got turned into Godzilla by nukes, Mm. saved them as a simple dinosaur on an island in Okinawa? I don't think it was Okinawa. It was just a random Japanese Japanese island. island. Uh, and... From Americans. Yes, in World War II. And that's important because that's what the time traveler's plan hinges on. They're going to do do a kill baby Hitler on Godzilla <laughs> by making sure Godzilla never becomes Godzilla. So they mm. need a place where they know he's going to exist at that time. So yes. they, they bring... Know, yeah. As a side thing, they know that in the late 1940s or so, nuclear tests on that island, I think it was called like the Bikini or some weird name. Bikini Atoll. Yeah, so that one. Since Godzilla is there in the late 40s, he, the nuclear radiation that is given, you know, from the test to that island creates him into Godzilla. Yeah, so they get, they take the writer uh, on their time machine, uh, which is, which has... Essentially, what are porgs on it? Yeah, they're like three little. What are their names again? The Dorats. They're three little cute Dorats, and they're like kind of bat-looking things. Yeah, they're kind of bat bats with chipmunk heads. Yeah, they're bats with chipmunk heads, and like they're golden with scales, and they have like big kind of dragon wings. Wink, 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 wink. Um, and there's three of them. 
And they're small, though. They're cute. They're, like, about size like a, like a cat or a small dog. So they go back in time to... And we get to see this moment where Gorosaurus kills a bunch of Americans mm-hmm. in order to save an Axis Powers uh, uh, military. Yeah. It, the, the, the politics of this film are a little... little, little. <laughs> that that's how I'm that I I can't really find a word that would be proper for me as a, a white American to say for what the politics of this movie might be. So I'll just go in there a little. I mean, I like World War Two stuff. I think it's cool. I it was one of my favorite parts in the movie. It's really good. Like, but also, I get that like uh, the politics stuff. Yeah. It's like oh, like I was saying that. Godzilla took an active role towards the Axis powers in World War II, but, like, the scene is so good. It's a very good scene. Like, it's, like I was talking about in my in my pitch to me and Gritty, like, Gorosaurus just appears in the fucking, like, woods and just starts attacking, like, American soldiers. Yeah. And then, like, they make it to the beach and they call in a fucking, like, reinforcements from, like, a fucking, uh, like, a, a battle cruiser. And it shoots, yeah. like, fucking projectiles from the cannons at him. Yeah. And he's bleeding. He's like... Yeah. Like, it's so good. And Gorosaurus wins the fight, but is, like, on death's door. Yeah. And it's, like... I think and it was... I think one thing I really liked about this scene, though, just going for like another, like, couple sentences, is mm-hmm. that... I think what was really cool about it is that you saw Godzilla as a more vulnerable monster. Yeah. Like, in a lot of these movies... Godzilla can take some fucking can take some missiles like it's nothing, like it's nothing. Like ah oh, dang, I guess it, you know as we said in previous movies, the military doesn't do shit to Godzilla. So the fact that like in this specific one, it's like he's bleeding from the bullets and stuff. Like it was really an interesting like uh, moment to have a more vulnerable Godzilla that was like less invincible. Yeah, and so. But yeah, so the Japanese soldiers, including a young version of the CEO, leave uh, leave got, leave Gorosaurus for dead, and then then the time travelers they teleport Gorosaurus away from the island into the middle of the ocean, where he will not be radiated into Godzilla. Oh, and now we have to talk about the time travel in this movie, where it gets really confusing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they do that, and as they're doing that, they also, the ones from the future, who, wink wink, have been bad the whole time, mm. uh, release the, uh, the Dorats. Onto who, the island. The, the island that's about to be irradiated. And, in which they are radiated into becoming King Ghidorah. Yep. The, they looked had the golden spikes, the golden scales, and everything. Yeah. I think when they first appeared on screen, I was like, "Those kind of look like Ghidorah." You did say <laughs> that. you did explicitly say that, and I said, "No, they don't." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's the plot of the first half of the movie, and now we get to the second half where things so, go. Keep in mind, they teleport, wild. so they do not kill Gorosaurus. They send him to like off the coast of Alaska. Yeah, that is so. Now we get to the second half, in which, through the time travel, Godzilla has never existed. However, everyone's memories of Godzilla still exist. Uh, 
and G- presumably Gorosaurus also has memories of being Godzilla, even though he is he no longer has ever been Godzilla. Uh, and but King Ghidorah is here, motherfuckers. Uh, has apparently never attacked Japan in the uh, preceding years before the uh, convenient time where this movie takes place. Uh, but uh, but King Ghidorah is here and he's fucking shit up. And he, oh no, we find out why the time travelers did that is that Japan actually conquered the world in the future. They became, they like economically outpaced the entire world and bought all countries. Continents, they said. Africa, like rest of Asia, America, like. You know, like imperialism. But with like capitalism? Which isn't better well no it's it's not (laughs) but like i mean if there was a way to take over the world i guess money wouldn't be as bad as war (laughs) but like would that be an would that be a legitimate means of conquering the world in a post-nuclear age is you just buy other countries (laughs) i think that'd be the only way in a post-nuclear age shit is is that is them buying the world instead of like you know because the big thing is Japan's economic might in from this era thing. Yeah. It's like, is that a commentary then? Because Japan has, you know, it's a big thing about nuclear weapons and shit. Because shit. they say in the twenty by the 21st century, there's no nukes left either. Yeah, this is the kind of stuff that hurts my brain and why we're doing Senate rules. Yes. So, um... Uh, but, so, uh, so, yeah, so they do that and everyone's like, well, fuck, I guess, uh... I guess we gotta bring Godzilla back to life then, everybody, uh, to kill Ghidorah. And they go to the CEO who privately owns nukes. I have a trivia about that later on. <laughs> and why it's that specifically? And he, uh, they have him go Remember, send a nuclear submarine to Gorosaurus to eat. And he yes. does, so and Godzilla's cool. back and bigger than ever. Fucking swole. Yeah, so what's mind. the trivia, by the way? The important thing is that it was not nuclear weapons. They specifically said it was nuclear waste. The reason for that is, I guess in Japan, even the fictional version of Japan cannot own nuclear weapons. So, like, I, I have a... Even in fiction, that's not allowed? Ooh. Let me see... Origi- okay, here it is. Originally, it would have been revealed that the Japanese military possesses a nuclear submarine. Due to the refusal of the real-life Japanese defense force, this idea had to be cut. Even in fiction, Japanese could not possess a nuclear arsenal. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. So that was a thing. I guess it's a sub full of nuclear waste then, and Godzilla munches it up and gets all big again. Yeah. But this is this isn't just atom bomb nuclear waste. It is, mod well not modern but, cold, peak of Cold War, peak of nuclear uh, science, uh, nuclear waste. So it it makes him bigger and stronger and better than ever. Oh and yeah. He fucking wipes the floor with Ghidorah, rips his head off, and kills the time kills the uh, the time traveling bad guys. But not the uh, not the Japanese woman who has started a romance with our main character. <laughs> a uh, romance with our main character. Uh, you'll see why we're we'll grossed up later on. But um, yes, the time traveler's bad, and I'm trying to remember. 
Yeah, well, they blow him up the... Yeah. Wait, before they blow him up, though, there's the whole cyborg plot. Yeah, though. the cyborg gets turned good. Ding! The uh, cyborg is super fun because he's the, basically the one that does a lot of the, the like, groundwork yeah, in the movie. For I'm the actually going to double ding the cyborg's character because both aliens and the Terminator movies. There, there's a very explicit part where, like... So the, the robot guy is a bad dude, and he is... There's a scene where he, like, attacks the main character and the woman, where he, like, rips the door off the car Mm -hmm. and is, like, very, like, cheesily running. Like, imagine he looks like he's just jogging, but he's going, like, 50 miles an hour. It's pretty much the bit (laughs) from Archer where... (laughs) With Barry. (laughs) Exactly. It's just not connecting at all. Yeah. But it's it's pretty funny. And uh, he, he literally, like, is chasing them down the car at first smacks into you know really fun like chase vehicle scene car his car flips over yeah the blows up. blows up he has like his some of the metal is revealed on his face from yeah. the fire and he still comes at him and eventually he picks up their car and they go with him and then the woman reprograms him to be a good guy by literally like taking out like a like a like a CD in his head and yeah. putting it and like writing rewriting it oh, God. but yeah so that all happens after Godzilla kills Ghidorah. They're like, "Oh no, wait! Godzilla's been a bad guy for all of these movies. What <laughs> the fuck is going on?" So and like, Godzilla starts fucking wrecking it, and now the future will be that Japan will actually, like it was predicted, be destroyed yes. because Godzilla's too powerful now. He's too strong, and like, so she, while this is fighting. Yeah. They're like, we're controlling King Ghidorah, ha, 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 ha. But then when they're about to be, like, blown up in the whole facility, they say that, you fools, like, you know, you have set the course where Japan will be destroyed. Yeah. So what I got out of that is that if they hadn't done anything, Godzilla would have still had the bacteria in his belly and he wouldn't have been able to do anything. Yeah. But the fact that they went back in time and basically... Gave him, like, a respawn <laughs> Yeah, is the reason why shit's going to get fucked up now. Yeah, because Godzilla was fucked up from the end of Bialanti. Yeah, he had... That was something yeah. at the beginning I didn't... I breezed over, but yeah. Yeah, he's still... At the beginning of the film, he was still messed up because he had, uh... He yeah. had radiation-eating bacteria in his belly, and it was yeah. making him all sluggish. But, yeah, so then... Evil Godzilla... Uh, so, Emmy... Goes back to the future. We get our first scene again uh, of them finding the uh, of them finding the two headed Ghidorah, mm-hmm. and she comes back to the present day with Mecha Ghidorah. Yo, 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 yo! Talk about what he looks like and what he does later uh, in a segment that usually comes before this, but doesn't because Tenet rules. Uh, so yeah, so. She comes back with Mecha Ghidorah, uh, fucking wrecks Godzilla, and but the robot is destroyed. Mecha Ghidorah is destroyed in the process, uh, and both end up at the bottom of the sea, dead. Uh, while she flies out of Mecha Ghidorah, back to her time, but not before revealing something to her love interest. Yeah, that she is his great, great, great 
granddaughter. This is three minutes. This is like the last line of the movie. <laughs> and this is knowledge she's had the entire time. She has a line where she's like, oh, you're so cool because you're from this era. And like, uh, she, the implication was clearly that she wanted to fuck him. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> no. Yeah, that's weird. It, uh, God. But, um. But yeah, then Godzilla wakes up at the bottom of the ocean because, bitch, you thought, and end the movie. Yeah, and the credits roll as he's just, like, hanging around in the water. Now, we're gonna go to commercial break before our next segment. Uh, this commercial, of course, being a very, very harrowing tale of... It's just gonna be the Avatar trailer. Fuck it. Play the Avatar trailer, Brandon. I'm doing the live-action Shyamalan movie. You can't stop me. of your kind, all that remains of a once powerful nation. I knew you were real. I always knew you returned. You are the only one who can bring balance to a world at war. But some will stop at nothing to destroy you. Destinies are tied, Zuko. We started a rebellion. He will need you. We all need him. Wow, so glad that that happened with you not doing a single bit that would ruin my James Cameron theme here. I'm really, really happy that you didn't do any funny business there, Brandon. You know you say that, Nolan. I can always cut this out. <laughs> I have to, you have no power here. <laughs> so, He's um, the editor. Okay, so yeah, so what we've that heard, we, monster do? We've heard why those monsters do. Mm. We've heard who those monsters do. <laughs> that came out wrong. All right. Oh hey, fuck. Hey. Wait, I forgot the best sequence in the movie. Say it. Spell beans. CEO. The C. Yes, please. We didn't talk about that. We'll have to talk about that before the monsters do people and things. Yes. Uh, but yes. We so, need to. It's the best scene in the movie. So the as Tokyo is being destroyed, the CEO refuses to leave because he feels responsible 
for leaving Godzilla to die all those years ago. Maybe he's just really fucking mad at Godzilla for that. Yeah. And so he stands in his skyscraper by the window where Godzilla comes right up and looks right into him and they recognize each other and they both remember the leaving the leaving God Gorosaurus for dead thing. And Godzilla fucking cries. It's a it's a match Two. cut where the CEO starts crying and then Godzilla starts crying. And the C and as they're staring at each other with Godzilla full of rage and sadness and the CEO uh, remorseful. The CEO nods at him. It's okay. And Godzilla obliterates him with an atomic breath. It is the best fucking scene. It's so good. It is, even though I overall, I think Biolante's a better movie, that is better than anything in Biolante. Oh, yeah. It is so fucking good. So, yeah, that's that it, That was the plot. Uh, and that was the, the trailer for 2009's Avatar. Uh, the one with the blue people. Uh, I hope Brandon didn't do anything to make me look foolish here. Uh, and and now we're going to talk about what that monster do. Brandon, it's your segment. I made you wait longer okay. than you usually have to. Let's go for it. Woo! Okay. Yeah, Desper's like, oh, it's been too long. Okay. So, the biggest monster in the movie is Mecha King Ghidorah. Or King Ghidorah. He looks very similar to his previous inca- incarnation in... Uh, the three-headed monster from 1964. Okay, buddy. He looks very similar to that. He has a similar design. All Less scales. He is. Yeah, he's no hair. In he got sight. a he got a wax. He got a waxing <laughs> done. So he's nice and smooth, and he's got lots of shiny gold scales, and so got the wings and the and the big old stocky feet. And uh, he has two forms in this movie. He has normal Ghidorah form, the one we're all used to, and then there's Mecha Ghidorah. Where that guy looks pretty fucking sick. Where I do have one question about Mecha Ghidorah though. What? So Mecha Ghidorah's robot head thrashes around as wildly as the hum- as the biological living heads. Yeah. Why would you program that into the robot? <laughs> what does that serve? Ooh. Which one's the robot head? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that was the design department, right? Yeah. Or, that was a miscommunication between the programming department and the design department when they were within the in Godzilla universe they were making Mega King Ghidorah. Yeah. They were like, "Yeah, it's gonna be just like the other heads." Got it. Okay. But we're gonna give you a budget of like a fifth of what you need for that. <laughs> so they had to make the man to make sacrifices somewhere. All right. Yeah. So then, um, that happened, and... So, we are now in speed round mode, folks, Woo! because so. Brandon's girlfriend is on the way home, and, uh, yeah, so she gets annoyed when we need complete <laughs> silence, which is totally fair, because this is her house, after <laughs> all. So, we're okay. gonna speed round through what this monster does. Yeah, so, uh, King Ghidorah is a really cool monster, Mecha King Ghidorah. He's like a roll-up middle head, and a lot of, like, Mecha Godzilla aesthetics for the creature... Like, at one point, it's really sick. It has the power of opening up its ports and shooting out, like, like grabby arms, like, grabby rails yeah. that, like, grab on a Godzilla. And a big, like, 
cray like a big uh, claw, claw that grab yeah, yeah grabs onto his chest and lifts him into the air and drops him in the ocean. Yeah. So King Ghidorah was really interesting because the new King Ghidorah design was designed by the same guy who created the original Ghidorah. Shasper is also feeling the uh, the need for speed, which is why he's whining right now. He's like, go, hurry up, come on. Okay. One of the uh, effect things, real octopus blood was used to make the bleeding effect of the wounded Godzillasaurus more believable. Ooh, they used real, real octopus blood. And then um, Godzilla prop. The, uh, the Godzilla design in this film is referenced to as the Gaido Goji, being based on the same mold for the suit from the previous film, known as the Bio Goji. It was given a more massive and muscular body, along with a more menacing face and a larger chest. So that was interesting stuff that's happening with all the all the stuff going on. Yeah. And then the, me- the interesting enough, the Mecha King Ghidorah suit, the robot one, was a whole different suit from the regular one. Oh. Because that, that makes sense. Yeah, because it was so heavy and it was so different. Jasper, she's not even home yet. She just got on the bus. You know how long a bus ride is. <laughs> he's just he just heard her voice and he's like, I want I want to see her. No. <laughs> Alright. It was so heavy and complicated, the Mecha King Ghidorah suit had no one inside it. That makes sense. It was all wires. So also, this is a big moment because in the high eye now you you know, the high eye era, this is only the second time they've brought back a classic kaiju. Besides Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. for Godzilla. Yeah. Like, he's the only other one. And it was impressive that that happened because we hadn't seen King Ghidorah since, like, the mid, like, the late 60s. Yeah, and he looks pretty shit back then. He looks so good in this movie. He does. All right, so uh, do you have anything about the uh, the Dorats? The Dorats? No. Okay, fair <laughs> they enough. They were weird and dumb. Or, fair enough. They were, like, weird little things. It's like, okay, neat. They're porgs again. They're porgs. So, They're porgs that morph into a giant monster. Okay, any other things that monster does or no? Anything that monster does. Okay, so the King Ghidorah prop for the flying scenes was like a third the scale as the regular one. <laughs> okay, which makes sense. makes sense. It does. And then, uh, again, real octopus blood was a big one. <laughs> like, that is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so and now that's the monsters. So we got yeah, we we yeah. all them fellas. Uh, we don't have time for a full rant, but we're gonna acknowledge my rant section by saying this: uh, Greg Hefley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid is uh, he grows up to be Dear Evan Hansen, uh, and you you can't prove me wrong on that one. And if you try, uh, then uh, fuck you. But uh, <laughs> refuse uh, to come. <laughs> play the theme song, Brandon. <laughs> Take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes, and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla, king of the casters with Envy and Brandon and Jasper, who's a dog.